Hey guys and girls, welcome, welcome to, to Single to Sealed. Sealed. I'm Jerry, your host, and here with me is my co-host and wife, Brianna. As members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, we have dedicated this podcast to helping fellow Christians navigate the treacherous waters of dating all the way to the winding roads of marriage. All are welcome in our podcast family, and we are so excited to have you here with us. Be sure to subscribe, follow, or favorite. Let's talk. Hello, podcast family. Welcome back for another episode. We are excited to be here with you guys today, like we are every episode. And of course, we have some great content for you guys today. If you do notice that my voice sounds a little different, maybe a little deeper, maybe a little bit more seductive, it's because I have a cold. So please excuse any weird noises my voice makes, I guess you could say. (laughs) So what you're saying is, when you are sick, you're more seductive? Um, no, I'm just saying that sometimes people find raspy voices more seductive, so. Well, in that case, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the midnight hour. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to what we call it after dark with Brianna and Jerry. <laughs> yeah, guys, so thanks again for tuning in. And major news, if you guys haven't already seen, the Single to Sealed podcast has reached a milestone. Woo-woo, a milestone we didn't even really know existed until we received the email that we received this um, nomination, I guess you could say. Yeah, so many of you guys know that there are several ways that you can listen to podcasts, and there are different things about podcasts and and YouTube videos and Instagram boosters all out there. And there is a website called Feedspot that is just that. It's a booster website, and they have their own list and tiers of different types of podcasts. And we had a personal email from the founder of Feedspot telling us that he was pleased to announce that we were in the top 20 of the Christian dating podcasts. Woo woo! Can we get like a cheer right now, wherever you are? I just want you to do a little woot woot. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously that's super exciting for us, but we know this is only possible because of you guys. So thanks for listening and continue to listen because... I don't know what we got to do to get to, like, number one, but we deserve to be there. More people need to know the message. And you guys can take us there. We know that. And if you are listening to this right now and you're listening to it on Apple Podcasts and you have not left us a review yet, we would appreciate it so much if you could go on there and leave us a positive review on apple podcasts talk a little bit about what you like about the podcast so that we can attract even more listeners like yourself to hear the great content we have and the wonderful guests we have on and all of the advice and counsel we're striving so hard to bring to all of our lovely listeners so if you want to support us that's one of the best ways you can do it another great way you can do it is dropping a little tip in our tip jar at the bottom of the show notes on each episode there's a little link you can find there you can leave a tip as small as a dollar and i think it is up to like a hundred bucks and we know a lot of you guys are broke college students so don't be too pressured but every little bit helps support us and bringing you guys more content so don't be afraid to give us a little a little something whether it's a review or a tip we love all of those all right so we're going to go ahead and dive into this episode so today we're going to be talking about all the post date details so we talk a lot about our our first date experience and this isn't necessarily our first date you know this could be our first our second or, or even our third date for example but but really this is surrounding the the first date and the few after that. 
So in those first few dates, we have a tendency, especially as women, to do certain things right after the date. One of them being, as soon as we get home, we send that post-date text, and then we spill all of the juicy details to our roommates or to our mom or to our friend, whether it be in person or over the phone. And there's a lot of things that goes hand in hand with dating that in those first few, I guess you could say hours after the first couple dates that are very important. And we want to dive right into those today with you guys. And that's why we have called them, like Jerry said, the post-date details. So we're going to start off talking a little bit about one of the first things I said, which was that post-date text Jerry, what is the post-date text for our listeners that don't know what I'm talking about? So the post-date text is a text that you simply send after a date, um, preferably, like I said, you know, the first, maybe second or third date is going to be more common, where you let somebody know the experience that you had on the date. And that's typically the person who was asked out that will be sending this. And the reason I say that is because when somebody asks somebody to go out on a date, they already have a lot more investment in knowing that they think someone's cute or attractive and that they have already had some inclination or reason of why they wanted to date them. And they have no idea how the other person's feeling. So you can go on this date and it can be good and or it could be bad. And so it's good for them to have a little bit of feedback. Oh, definitely. And when you're the one who's done the asking, you've already went out on that ledge and shown the person that you're interested in them. And so the reason why the first especially the first post-date text, is so important is because you're going to tell them whether or not the date went well for you. And, of course, they might have asked you out and discovered they didn't really like you that much, so their their post-date text is important too. But yours is very essential, and it's important that you be honest with your first post-date text. The reason being because, number one, honesty is the best policy, always. But we are always complaining about the games that are played in the dating world and how much we hate dating because of all the games and all the guessing and all of that. Now, a good way to get rid of that is to just be honest. So let's say you go on a date with this guy or girl and it went really, really well and you would love to go on a second date with them. Your post-date text can be as simple as, hey, thanks so much for tonight. I would love to do it again. Exclamation point, smiley face. Now, if it went bad... It can be as simple as, hey, I really appreciate you taking the time to take me out on the date. I just want to let you know that I don't foresee this going anywhere, but I really appreciate appreciate that I got to know you tonight. Or, thank you so much for tonight. Very simple. Thank you so much for tonight, but I only see us as friends. That's another simple one. And this is something that we typically would say should be a requirement. So a lot of people, I don't know how many people listening to this already do the post-date text, but this is something that we think almost should be a requirement for these first few dates, just to kind of break those uh, unknown feelings. And like Brianna said, to, to welcome honesty. Yeah. No one likes to play a guessing game about someone's feelings. Yeah, exactly. And this post-date text doesn't have to be immediately after the date. It could be anywhere within the first 24 hours that you are done going on a date with somebody. And the reason we say that even on bad dates, you should send them a text instead of just ghosting them is number one, ghosting sucks for the person involved. And it is not a way that we would treat a child of God. Even if it was a really crappy date and you really didn't like the person, they deserve to at least get an answer from you, even if it's to tell them that you're not interested. 
And I know it can be kind of scary to send that I'm not interested text, but trust me, it's so much kinder to that person to just do it. And it also helps you feel like you've closed that chapter, especially when you're dating within like a smaller sphere, like at a college where you could bump into this person again or where you might have mutual friends. It is nice to be kind and to be chivalrous and send that post-date text and let them know that you're not interested. And I wouldn't say that knowing what the other person's thinking or feeling is obvious. So it's very possible that you could go on a date and you could be thinking, I'm obviously not going to send this guy a post-date text. Like, this went so bad. It's very possible that Joe Schmo did not feel that way. And he thought that the date went super awesome and he was excited to ask you out again. So it's good to be able to voice uh, those feelings that you have. Yeah. And Jerry has a really good example of why the post-date text is important. And Jerry, did you want to share about that story you were telling me earlier? Yeah, so this actually comes from my first date that I had when I attended BYU. When he was a wee little man. (laughs) (laughs) When I was a young warthog. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, so I took this girl on this fun date. And I'm just, I might as well just tell you guys what the date is in case you guys want to try it. So we went to a small little park and I gathered some cheap little art supplies from the Dollar Tree. I got some poster board and some of those little paint like containers that you can stick in. Like the, You know the one I'm talking about like that has like the four or five little tubes all attached to each other? Yeah. And then you can put uh, a little cheap paintbrush that comes with it. Mm-hmm. And... I said, we're going to go to the to this park and we're going to paint on here. And the objective was going to be to paint a board that helps the other person get to know you better. And, of course, she didn't know how to paint and I didn't know how to paint. And so it made it even more fun because it was awful. <laughs> <laughs> and so the objective after that was, you know, we can keep each other's painting. And it was cute after that, especially if the day goes well, then it's like, oh, I have this cute little painting that he made about himself. And it's a good little keepsake. And. Otherwise, it's going in the trash. (laughs) (laughs) And so the reason this is a good story is because, to me, I thought that the date went really well. And I was having a good time. We had good conversation. And I was prepared to ask this girl on another date um, in the near future. And as soon as the date was over, I said, I had a good time. We'll have to do this again. And she said, yeah, that sounds great. And so coming up, there was a show that was happening on on campus, uh, a comedy show. And I wanted to go to it, and I already saw that the tickets were on sale, and so I said, okay, well, I might as well get these tickets and see if this girl will come. She already said she'd like to come again. And so I tried to call her, and she didn't respond, and so I sent a message, a text message on on the Wednesday before that Friday and said, hey, I got these tickets to this show. They were on sale, and I thought it'd be really fun to go, and uh, would you be willing to go with me? And nothing. I didn't get any response, and now it's Thursday still don't have a response. I'm like, okay, maybe maybe she just opened it and, you know, forgot about it. So I sent another text. Say, hey, didn't hear back from you. Do you, do you want to go to this show? Uh, just want to know so I can either sell the tickets or, you know, find somewhere else to go. No big deal. And no response. And so now it's Friday. It's like a little bit before the show. And I finally get this message that says, sorry, I did have a good time with you the other day, but I'm just not interested in dating you anymore. And it was the most frustrating feeling. Because she told me she wanted to go on a date again. (laughs) And so that was so frustrating. So I learned some things from that. I learned that, one, like it's so good to be honest about your feelings after a date. So that doesn't put me in this awkward situation of 
of not understanding how the other person was feeling and trying to ask them modern day anyways when they didn't want to. Another thing I learned was it's not a good idea to ask the person if they want to go on another date while you're on that first date. And so it would have been better to end the date by saying, hey, I had a really fun time. I hope you have a good rest of your day. Thank you so much for going out with me. Yeah, exactly. When people are put on the spot, then it's hard for them to really articulate how they feel. And a lot of times, guys, like girls, are just going to want to be nice. And so in this situation, I put her on the spot. And so naturally, she was just like, yeah, because she didn't want to create any bad feelings at the end of this you know, fun little activity that we did. And so this would have been a good chance for her to send post-date text and say how she felt. By the way, I never got a post-date text from go. this in the first place. And so that also left me with confusion. Yeah. So if she would have sent that post-date text, it would have cleared up that confusion. And also, I think I want to leave a little note here for the gentleman. You have to remember when a girl goes on a date with you, she's putting a lot of risk. Girls are a lot smaller generally than guys. And, you know, guys can easily overpower a girl or they can say things or make them feel uncomfortable or unsafe. So a lot of times if you ask a girl on a date, like while you're still on the date and you say, you know, we should do this again or we should do this next week or I had a lot of fun. I'll take you out again. And they just say yes. Like Jerry said, sometimes they can feel pressured. Sometimes they can feel very uncomfortable. And some people are really afraid of confrontation. Lots of people have anxiety. Even men on this side can have anxiety and just say yes, you know. So same goes for the girls. It's better just to leave the next date unsaid and just not worry about it in that moment. Just worry about having fun on that date and leaving it on a very good note. And then let the planning of another date happen over a post-date text or call when you are both a little bit more removed from the situation. Another reason this is really important is because that gives you time after that date to kind of digest how it went and decide if you really want to go on another, another date or you don't. Sometimes in the heat of the moment, we don't notice things. And maybe afterwards, when we're thinking about how we felt with them or how it went, uh, we decide whether or not it was a good idea or not. So it's better to save those for a little bit later. Also, the importance of a post-date text is because it's very clarifying. Now, like Jerry said, that girl on the date told him, yes, let's do this again, but never send a post-date text. So it left him kind of up in the air, just assuming that they were still good. So the reason that, like we said, post-date texts are so vital and so important is because they are that clarifying moment as to whether or not you're moving forward with the relationship. Now, if you receive that clarifying post-date text and it tells you, I'm not interested. This goes for guys and girls. It is your time to respect that person and respect their wishes and say, okay, and respond kindly or don't respond at all. It's fine if you don't want to respond, but just take that as your answer as they aren't interested and don't try to push them or be uncomfortable or rude. Just be accepting. They weren't interested. That's fine. You'll find someone else and just move on. Okay, so now we're going to transition into something else that's very important. And that is the post-date conversation with friends, roommates, or family. Now, the reason this is really important is because after you date somebody, it's not just you and how, and how you felt with them. Now you're introducing a bunch of people's feelings who weren't even there <laughs> to help give you opinions about a person that a lot of cases they never even met. I was going to add to this. So when I first started dating Jerry, I feel like the re one of the reasons I broke up with him so early on in our relationship is because I had a lot of people's feelings that I was listening to when it came to our relationship and a lot of people that didn't know him very well. 
And I remember going on a double date one time with my friend and her date. And afterwards they were like, yeah, he's just like really quiet. I just don't see you with him. Uh, You guys just don't have like that vibe of like a couple that gets along. But they were seeing us in an uncomfortable situation of a double date with two other people that Jerry did not know. And he wasn't very outgoing at that time. I think I've made him a lot more outgoing since we've been together. But the thing is, is you're the person who's with them. And I remember something that my mom always said that her sister, who married a very shy guy at the time, would tell people that he's not shy when he's with me. He's he's not quiet when he's with me. And that's the most important thing is how is the guy when he's with you? Okay, it doesn't matter what anybody else's opinion is about this guy. If he is respectable and respectful, if he is chivalrous in all the ways that we've talked about in our previous episode, if he is kind and a disciple of Christ, those are the things you look for. And if other people have other opinions, that is not relevant to you and your relationship because it's you and your future husband's relationship. Yes, no, that's that's a perfect example, Brianna. And just what I want you guys to remember is you have to hold on to the feelings that you had in the moment of that date. Whatever you have to do, like give yourself a recording or write a little note on your phone or just sit and ponder you know, after a date, before you just go talk to everybody. Because here's what I can tell you. The difference between guys and girls in most cases is guys will go on a date and guys will go home and the guys or the bros that they're with will say, dude, how was your date? And he'll be like, it was awesome. Cool. Like, that's it. And then there's not much after that. It's not the same. It's not the same for girls. How does it look like with girls, Brianna? Well, for girls, it is totally different, number one. (laughs) Usually, when a girl walks in after a date, I don't know about you guys, but I had roommates when I was dating a lot because I was living in Provo. And I would walk in after a date and all the girls would still be awake. This is generally speaking. And they would be waiting for you to get home so you could talk to them about your date. And then you would proceed to spend probably the better part of an hour, maybe longer, going through every detail of the date Everything he said, what he was like, you know, was he cute? Was he sweet? What do you guys eat? What do you guys do? What do you guys talk about? And then they would proceed to help you nitpick everything that happened with the guy and then decode all of your text conversations and then help you write the post-date text that we've discussed previously. Almost word for word. And looking back in retrospect, like that isn't healthy in my opinion, and in Jerry's opinion as well. Because, like we talked about, your relationship is your relationship. They weren't on that date with you. They didn't talk to that guy with you. They didn't sit across from him for an hour or two chatting about life and your dreams. And they didn't do any of that with you. It is up to you. And I know a lot of times I would go on dates and they were like decent guys, nice guys. And then I would come home and I'd nitpick with my roommates. And all of a sudden the guy is like the worst guy in the world. And ew, I would never go out with him again. (laughs) And I think you might lose out on a lot of opportunities to get to know some really great people if you constantly let other people's opinions and concerns that weren't there influence what you're doing with your dating life. Yes, exactly. That that is the exact scenario that I wanted you to bring up because that's my experience of what girls have told me about what happens. And that it's just terrible. It's terrible to know that I'm not just dating one girl. I'm dating their entire apartment. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> and it's sad that, like Brianna said, like your opinion of what you thought you knew about somebody was altered by people that weren't there. Now, here's another thing I want to add that's really important. And that's you should still 100% listen to what your close friends and like roommates who have seen or have know a person or have been around a person that you're dating for long enough to their opinions, especially when it gets more serious. Like that's something that's not we're not telling you to never listen to your friends. That's not what we're saying. We're just saying like you need to remember and hold on to the feelings that you had so that those people who are just you know really trying to look out for you but sometimes get carried away end up manipulating your feelings. Yeah, and sometimes friends can be unhealthy in the way that they'll be like, oh, I just didn't think he, that he was that cute. You can do way better, blah, blah, blah. And yet you felt super great with this guy and you thought he was cute. Or they'll be like, I just don't like the way he dresses. Or I don't like the way he talked when he came into the room. Like little things like that that don't apply to your situation can be unhealthy and can make you lose out on a lot of opportunities. So like Jerry said, it is important to take into consideration your friends and your family's advice when it comes to dating, but usually a little bit further on. So those first few dates, that really comes down to how you're feeling with this person. Is he or she making you feel safe and happy and respected? All those things are super important. And all those things are things that a lot of your friends and family can't notice off of a five second interaction when you come, you know, to meet them at the door. And so we always stand by the three date rule, which is what we talked about in a previous episode, which means that when you first go on a date with someone, lots of times you both are super nervous and it's super awkward and you're not sure what to talk about and you're just kind of feeling each other out. So don't be so quick to write someone off on that first date. Now, like we talked about before, if there's some major red flags or if they're making you feel very uncomfortable, of course, don't go on another date with them. But if it's just little things like, you're like, I'm not sure if we vibe or I'm not sure if we have a lot in common, go on two more dates with them, go on three dates total, give them a solid chance. And then if you still don't see it happening, then of course, break it off. But sometimes it takes people a little bit longer to warm up to you. Like I did with Jerry and I, it took three dates for me to really feel Jerry out and and realize that I really could see myself with this guy. If I would have based completely off the first date, Jerry and I would not be together today. Amen to three-day rule. <laughs> because I'm happy that guys like me got another chance. Just because, again, like that, that nervousness Brianna's talking about is so real. And it happens a lot of times in both in both parties. It's not often that, that both people are extremely outgoing and just gung-ho and super confident with themselves as they date. And most people are listening to this podcast because they're not confident in the way that they date. And so this is the good advice that we had for you, that we have for you. That, you know, kind of in summary with all that, it's important that we send that post-date text, no matter what, express our true feelings that we've pondered and, and thought about, and that we make sure that those that we are thinking about how they made you feel and how they treated you, you know, as, as a means of answering that text. And if, again, you didn't feel something super terrible or, man, this is completely hopeless, then just go ahead and send that text and say, I had a good time and you don't even have to say i had a good time if you didn't you can just say thank you so much for tonight i'd love to get to get to know you i'd love to go on another date with you and get to know you more something very simple yeah exactly just you don't want it to be a rote thing i don't want i don't want to give you a specific script and then from now on because of single sealed everybody writes back like the same (laughs) response because we're not a program that's created to just tell you guys what to say in every situation Exactly. But we're just trying to give you a little bit of an idea and you can run with it and, you know, 
conform it to how feels comfortable to you and how feels comfortable to how you speak and kind of find your own niche there. Yeah, exactly. Also, as a side note, if you're hearing the myriad jingle bells that are happening in the background, <laughs> I don't know if you can or not. That's just our little kitty playing with the... <laughs> <laughs> She's playing with playing herself. Playing with the little ball. I'm not going to stop her. So you guys get to enjoy some jingle all the way. <laughs> okay. So that ties in to our final point of the podcast, which is who makes the next move and who asks out the person on the next date? So I have had a couple of our listeners reach out and say that they've been asking guys out on dates, which is awesome. Shout out to you. Go, go women. Woo woo. We're strong, independent. We can do this. But a few of them have said that they've asked out some guys and haven't ever gotten that like follow-up date from the guy, which in my opinion is the right way to go. So if you are a guy or a girl and you are asking out someone on a date, the ball is now in their court. So you can kind of leave that open with a post-date text afterwards. You know, say you're a girl, you ask a guy out. It goes nice. You really like him. But now the ball is in his court. So that post-date text, you can text him saying, Hey, I had a really great time tonight. I would love to get to know you some more. Let me know if you'd like to go out again sometime. That way you're completely leaving the ball in their court and you're not making it sound like overbearing or anything. You're just letting them know that you're interested and they can either take that bait or they can close it down and and either, you know, tell you they're not interested or tell you, I guess, ghost you at this point, which we're trying to get rid of. Don't ghost people. It's not cool. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And just because somebody writes back and says, you know, I had a good time. Let's go out and let's go out again sometime. That doesn't mean the guy or girl is immediately going to write back and say, sounds good. You know, they might say, you know, I didn't really feel that way. I'm glad that you had fun, though. You know, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and it might not always end up pretty, but at least at least it was honest. I'll tell you right now, girls, guys, cats, dogs and animals that (laughs) it is so much better to just to just hear the truth about how a relationship is going in the beginning before one person in the party gets too attached. And also, I do want to make a little note here that when you send that post-date text, you're putting yourself out there. By saying, I like you and I would love to go out with you again, you're being vulnerable, which is one of the key components to being able to find and make connections and have a healthy relationship. When you put yourself out there and you're vulnerable like that and you don't receive the answer that you want, that's fine. Because you know what that is doing? It's closing a door so you can go and open three more instead. And in that moment, you are clarifying, like we talked about earlier, so that you can move on. If they don't respond to you, if they don't answer back to you and they ghost you, they are making their feelings very clear. Because I want to tell you something. I want you to listen very closely. If they like you and they care about you and they want to go on a date with you, they will make it happen. Okay, I'm going to say that one more time. Listen closely. Write this down if you need to. If you are important to them, they will make the time. If they want to go out with you, they will make it happen. So don't waste your time on someone who isn't interested. And don't waste your energy or your dreams or hopes or daydreaming on someone who isn't interested because that time and that energy can be better spent on someone who's going to reciprocate your feelings and going to help forge that connection with you. So just take it as a redirection like we've talked about and don't waste your time on them if they're not interested. I agree with that. I think in most cases, people are not too busy to go on dates or to hang out even for a little bit with someone that they are, that they find attractive or that they like being around. 
That's just the truth. That just that that goes beyond just dating. That's anything in our life that somebody who really cares about you or is making an effort to know you is going to find time. They're going to find time. Nobody is that busy. And you know, along with Brianna was saying, you know, if a guy if a guy or a girl is ghosting you, then their intentions are made known because we live in the year 2021 and everybody has their phone in their hand or in their pocket all the time. And sometimes they have a watch that buzzes and tells them right then when they got a text message. So the idea that somebody isn't seeing your message is not true. They're seeing it and they're choosing not to respond and they're choosing to be disrespectful to to you and, and your efforts. And so, I mean, that that's detrimental. And so people who are procrastinating writing responses and it could even if it, it may seem like you're ghosting, even if you're not, then don't procrastinate those responses because people, you know, deserve respect in, in, in getting answers from somebody. So they're not just left hanging. And just to add a little quote onto what we were talking about right now by Maya Angelou, it says, never make someone a priority when all you are to them is an option. You are worth more than being an option. So if someone's not going to make you their priority, if they're not making that effort to reach back out or send that post-date text or even communicate with you, then they are not worth your time and just move on, pick yourself up, go find another three dates to go on. Amen to that. (laughs) (laughs) So that's going to wrap up today's podcast. So again, in summary, we just, we want to make sure that people are making their feelings known. Just go ahead and send that post-date text especially in the beginning, we say, because as you get to know someone's intentions and you've been with somebody long enough, you know, the need for that kind of goes away. Yeah. And so it's important for us to do that just in the beginning so that we're not having those unvoiced expectations that we're always talking about or just just being kind of left just to wonder all the time about what the other person's thinking when we can just save each other the time and, and just put it out there. Yeah. And even though everybody ghosts, this is our time to stop that trend. It can start with you. And honesty starts with you, and honesty starts with all of us that are listening to this podcast. And the only way to make dating more fun and less games is to start being honest. And like Jerry said earlier, it's not about the script. It's about honesty and being straightforward and frank with those that we're dating. And that's going to help us make better connections and feel better about the connections we're making and the people that we're also disconnecting ourselves from. So just know that you are worthy. You are loved. Single to sealed family here. We're all supporting one another Jerry and I love you. Even though we may not have talked to you before, we're sending our love to you. And you are a worthy, beautiful child of God. And we're excited for your week of dating. So happy dating. If you enjoy Single to Sealed, be sure to invite your friends to help our podcast family grow. If you haven't subscribed, followed, or favorited, be sure you do so you don't miss out on any of our great content. Thank you for joining us today as we help you move one step closer to sealing the deal. We'll We'll see see you next time. time.